Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. If you plead guilty or are found guilty, is death and or imprisonment for life. Do you understand? Yes. The arrest of Brian Koberger for the murders of four University of Idaho students came as a shock. We're taking a look at seven things that we've learned since the probable cause affidavit was released. I'm Anjanette Levy and welcome to Law & Crime's Sidebar Podcast. It feels like every day we've learned something new, either about Brian Koberger or the murder case or about the victims since the probable cause affidavit was released. You'll recall that Brian Koberger is charged with murdering four University of Idaho students. They are Maddie Mogan, Kaylee Gonsalves, Zana Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin. When Koberger was arrested in an early morning raid on his parents' home in Pennsylvania more than two weeks ago, the news was a surprise. He's someone that wasn't on the public's radar, but the affidavit says Moscow police had been aware of him since late November. When he was arrested, many wondered, who will represent him? His family said they couldn't afford to hire a lawyer, and with this possibly being a death penalty case, the public defenders in Lataw County, Idaho, were not qualified to handle it. Ann Taylor is the chief public defender for the Coeur d'Alene area in Idaho, about two hours north of Moscow, and she was appointed to represent Brian Koberger. Ms. Taylor, do you wish to uh, argue bail at this time? Your Honor, I would like to ask the court to consider setting a bond. Um, Mr. Koberger right now is on a no bond hold, but it's a limited request as I don't have enough information. Court records that were recently unsealed showed that Taylor was appointed to represent Koberger within hours of his arrest on December 30th. She immediately filed motions invoking his right to counsel, saying law enforcement should not speak to him and she won an order to preserve the crime scene. Police had started cleaning out that King Road house that very day. 
Next, Kaylee Gonsalves' sister, Olivia, spoke recently, just in the last several days, for the first time since Brian Koberger was arrested. Olivia Gonsalves was critically involved in this investigation. She found cell phone records belonging to her sister that helped with the timeline, and she also found that Twitch video of Kaylee and Maddie Mogan at the grub truck, food truck, in the hours before they were murdered. She spoke to News Nation following Koberger's initial appearance. I think we always presume, you know, innocence. I don't think it really hit me until the affidavit was released and I was able to um, kind of read that and, and process that. And then you not only have a name and a face, but, uh, you know, the beginnings of a case against him. The relief that we all felt having a suspect in custody was, uh, it, it was like, I, I can't even describe it. Like the weight of the world was lifted from our shoulders. Olivia Gonsalves said that she will attend all of the future court appearances. The day that Brian Koberger was arrested, Moscow police, with the assistance of police in Pullman, Washington, executed a search warrant on Koberger's apartment near the campus of Washington State University. As you can imagine, the documents pertaining to that search warrant could reveal a lot of information, including what items were seized by law enforcement. But the warrant and documents related to it are sealed until March 1st of this year, according to an order from the court in Whitman County, Washington. It turns out the warrant was requested the day before Koberger was arrested. So, of course, law enforcement wouldn't have wanted Koberger's name released until after he had been taken into custody. The order sealing those documents said that making this information public before the arrest could have endangered effective law enforcement, possibly caused a premature end to the investigation, and endangered public safety. There have been a lot of questions about whether or not Brian Koberger knew any of the four victims in this case. The families are looking at possible connections. We know that they've been going through social media and things like that. The attorney for the Gonsalves family said they've looked for any connections between Kaylee and Koberger, and he said this week that Kaylee did not know Brian Koberger, and any information the family has gathered has been turned over to Moscow police. It's really unknown at this point in time whether or not any of the other three victims crossed paths with Koberger or knew him in any way. Meanwhile, the attorney for the Gonsalves family, Shannon Gray, offered support for that surviving roommate who's been named as DM in court documents. The affidavit said that she actually heard crying coming from Zana Carnodal's room the morning of the homicides. She heard somebody who sounded like a man saying, I'm going to help you. It's okay. And she also saw a man she didn't know walking out of the house through a sliding glass door. There have been a lot of questions about why she went back into her room and 911 wasn't called for another eight hours. In the affidavit, she said she froze, but Shannon Gray is offering support to her because so many people have questioned what she said and criticized her for not calling 911 immediately. We all have to remember that she is a victim in this case. You know, I don't know if anybody can, you know, everyone's there to second guess what happened uh, and how she should have or might have, could have reacted. Um, you know, she states in the, I think in the affidavit that she froze in that moment and then went back in her room and, you know, and ultimately the 911 call wasn't made until later, you know, eight hours later, I believe, or something along those lines. But who knows? I mean, people, maybe she saw him and maybe she thought he was going out for a smoke on the 
out on the out on the deck and coming back in. Who knows what was going through her mind? And but I don't think anybody should be putting any blame or anything on her about anything. And the family feels the same way. She is she's going through a traumatic uh, incident where she had four roommates that were murdered. Uh, she was able to garner some information that helped out the affidavit, uh, the identification of the black clothes, of the black mask over his nose, uh, the bushy eyebrows approximate height, uh, approximate build, very critical to the uh, investigation. I mean, if they bring in a guy that's 6'6 and doesn't match the description, right, then you have a different, but it it seems in line with what, what the defendant looks like in this case to a certain degree. So, and maybe they find dark clothes and they find a dark mask in, in some of the locations that they've done. So, She's really, it's, I think everyone should be praising her for getting an identification and being able to give that, that solid information there and, and not look about uh, what she might have or could have or done because we have no idea what mental state she was going through at that time. The spring semester started on Wednesday, January 11th, and that means all of the students went back to class That included Ethan Chapin's two siblings. Ethan was a triplet, and all three of them attended the University of Idaho. And Ethan Chapin's parents placed a statement out on Facebook. It reads, The support from the University of Idaho and Moscow PD and Idaho State Police has been profound. Maisie and Hunter are rock stars, and we couldn't be more proud of them. Their job now is just to be kids. Start where they left off. Keep goals and aspirations in mind. Ethan is who he was because of our family. His foundation was unwavering. He was so loved he didn't know any different. The stories are endless and amazing. He touched lives we had no idea existed. Ethan was incredible. Ethan's parents went on to say that they've met with prosecutors and anything that they or Ethan had is now frozen by the defense. That includes two vehicles, any of his belongings, and a set of golf clubs. We are going to ask the court to set preliminary hearing out into June. We would request the third or fourth week of June and probably four or five days for preliminary hearing. Mr. Koberger understands his right to a timely preliminary hearing and he's willing to waive the timeliness to allow us time to obtain discovery in this case. Ann Taylor is Brian Koberger's public defender, and she requested a preliminary hearing for her client, but asked that it be scheduled almost six months from now. Some attorneys were kind of surprised by that, while others were not. This will actually give the defense time to look through evidence that they received from the prosecution. That's called discovery. The investigation, of course, is ongoing, as is processing of evidence, including examining data from his electronic devices. His white Hyundai Elantra is also being processed for evidence. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The amount of evidence turned over to the defense in this case will be voluminous, likely terabytes worth of data. The statement of him being exonerated implicitly meant that he was innocent of the crimes. He used the word exonerated. That's why we put that in the statement. Jason Labar represented Brian Koberger for several days following his arrest in Monroe County, Pennsylvania. He's actually the chief public defender for that county and represented Koberger during the extradition proceedings. I spoke with Labar about the probable cause affidavit and possible defenses he sees. It's a strong circumstantial case, uh, but the evidence, when it's viewed individually, you can attack that evidence as a defense attorney. If you take the DNA evidence that's recovered from the sheath, for instance, uh, I believe that to potentially be touch DNA, transfer DNA, uh, which would mean that it could remain on that sheath for an indefinite period of time if undisturbed. That's one way of attacking that type of evidence that doesn't put him at the scene of the crime the night of, just that he merely touched that sheath at some point in time. Uh, the ID by DM is, is obviously going to be contested at the time of the preliminary hearing. I don't believe hearsay is admissible in Idaho under the rules, so I would it would be likely that DM is going to testify at the preliminary hearing when it gets to that point, so cross-examination of her is going to be key in the case. Labar told me he will continue to work with Brian Koberger's family. They are located in Pennsylvania, although he's no longer a member of the defense team. So that's it for the seven developments that we've seen since the release of that probable cause affidavit. And that's it for this edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast. It is produced by Sam Goldberg and Michael Dininger. Bobby Zoki manages our YouTube channel. Kira Bronson handles our social media. And Alyssa Fisher is our booking producer. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law & Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time. 